0: A legacy of solidarity. Today, we remember those who have left this life before us. We remember them as they were. With strengths and weaknesses. Virtues and flaws, privileges and disadvantages. Tough facades or hearts on their sleeves. People like us vulnerable, courageous, scared, maybe even a little cowardly sometimes, hesitant or overeager, bluntly honest or cautiously polite, clueless and caring. Someday, if we are able to keep our churches intact, our names will be on the annual list. Hopefully others will remember us as people who contributed to the common good, who left a legacy of compassion, commitment, and solidarity like those we honor today. Hopefully they will forget or at least forgive the times we fell short of that legacy. Hopefully they will have grown past the need to have perfect ancestors and mentors. Our closing hymn today will say that we are our grandmother's prayers and our grandfather's dreamings. To me, that is a wistful line because I know only too well that not all of us have ancestors we admire. Many were not as the hymn describes makers of peace and the wisdom of ages. My own upbringing did not provide me with a healthy view of death or an honest and compassionate way to grieve. Not until I became a UU did I discover open communication about death and dying. Freedom to grieve in our own ways and to believe what makes sense to us in the face of mortality. And above all, a community to share our joys and sorrows as we are today. If like me, you find little in your family background to emulate. Consider this. They did the best they knew how at the time. With the same upbringing, the same influences, the same privileges or lack thereof. Wouldn't we be just like them? But thankfully our ancestors are not limited to our blood relatives. Everyone leaves a legacy. And to a great extent, we can choose to follow the legacy of those who resisted our ancestors. Researching ancestry is very popular today Perhaps we have physical traits that don't fit the stories we've been told. Or like many of us in the US, we have been deprived of knowing our roots. Or maybe we are motivated by a kind of reckoning. We might be new to the shock and shame that many otherwise compassionate people experience when they realize that so much of what they take for granted as good has often been built on the backs of others at great cost. We want to know if our ancestors were friends or foes, oppressor or oppressed. We may seek relief. Oh, great. My ancestors were abolitionists or a type of guilt. Oh no, my ancestors committed genocide a guilt we hope will push us harder to do good when we are feeling cowardly or lazy or just flat out exhausted personally i don't think it matters much who were your blood ancestors to the extent i know anything about mine they are nothing to brag about and then some Am I obligated to undo the damage they caused? Yes, but not because I'm descended from them. I agree with the great Jewish philosopher, Rabbi Abraham Heschel, when he said, quote, A few are guilty, all are responsible. Unquote. So, your ancestors were leaders of liberation movements? cool. But it doesn't give you an excuse to ignore injustice today. The next few months may change history for better or worse in ways that we have not yet experienced. Not that times haven't been troubling for the vast majority all along. But now the survival of humanity as a whole is on the line thanks to climate change in particular. Youth are rising up, demanding a future, no longer certain for anyone. Meanwhile, vast numbers are dying unnecessarily from COVID-19 and the more oppressed and marginalized among us have good reason to fear that even worse is yet to come. Confronting our mortality has never been easy. I'm a humanist who doesn't believe in a higher power or an afterlife. Though I'd be happy if someone could prove me wrong. And I will be lucky to to indeed to live another 10, 20 or 30 years at best. I'm old enough to know life is truly short and that my options left for changing the world are pretty limited by both time and health. But the same has been true for all the generations before us. When I need inspiration, I remember those whose legacy was to resist our downward slide into oblivion, to fight for their own rights, to risk losing the acceptance of friends and families, And even their lives for the rights of others, the legacy of solidarity. They weren't perfect, but neither are we. And if there is one other thing as certain as death and taxes, it is that our descendants won't be perfect either. But as the saying goes. We are standing on our ancestors' shoulders. Would we prefer to be lying prone on the ground? I'm grateful to those who built unions so that my children grew up in a home with living wages and benefits. I'm grateful to those who fought for my right to vote. And I have never taken that right for granted now more than ever. I am grateful to the Australian Aboriginal activist Lilla Watson for her well known words, quote, if you have come to help me, you are wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. Because I know my liberation is bound to others. I find meaning and value in my work and in my life as a whole, whatever my blood ancestors or even my most beloved spiritual and political ancestors did or didn't do. I look around me and I see death everywhere and not just the death that comes peacefully, after a long well lived life. I see people struggling for their last breath under a ventilator or a knee. I see toddlers dying in cages. I see people of color gunned down in the streets. I see refugees being returned to certain death. I see suicides of despair. I see thugs. Ready to kill anyone who stands in their way. And that could very well mean you or me. Maybe even as soon as next week. I see an economic and political system that runs on death. Does not run on life. So let us honor the memory of the dead with the defiance of being fully alive. As we face a pandemic, wildfires and rampant injustices, I remember the flawed and often contradictory labor organizer, Mother Jones. She survived the death of her husband and four, four little children in a yellow fever epidemic. In middle age, She lost her dressmaking business in the great Chicago fire. She grieved these terrible losses as deeply as any of us could. And she lived the rest of her long life, fully committed to organizing unions and ending child labor. Her response to death, pray for the dead but fight like hell for the living. May life prevail. Thank you.